can handle. And yo, 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 what's good? This is Chan Man House of Barf. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by Kick With Your Man Chan Man. I really do appreciate it. Uh, just getting things started. Let's see what, just take a look at what CNBC is talking about. You know, in the earliest days of my time at, Goldman. Uh, Jim O'Neill, former Goldman Sachs asset uh, management I, I chair. I uh, Bill Dudley and his colleagues, and Bill obviously went off to run the New York Fed many years later to create these financial conditions indicators. And financial conditions uh, are pretty accommodative. And even though rates have risen sharply the past 18 months, uh, if they were really, really punitive, I would have thought financial conditions would have struggled to... Uh, it looks like they're discussing the Fed expected uh, uh, rate hike. Uh, they're talking about possibly about 25 basis points. Um, so let me see. Uh, you know me. Times zero. One. So that's approximately, what's that, 0.25%. Okay, cool. Um just just be a little bit of rate hike. I, I can't remember what the uh current rate is. It's whew, uh it's let me see what the current uh interest rate is. I think it's like five something. Uh oh man. Okay, give me just one second. Sorry about that. Oh. Okay. For some reason, my voice is not working right now. Uh, my voice uh, search. I don't know why, but okay. Let me look up uh, current uh, mortgage rates. Thirty-year fix uh, is approximately seven point seven seven percent. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's, Ooh, let's just take like, let's just take like a $300,000 loan times that by 0 0.0777 and it, that's 23,000. Now, uh, I'm just, I'm just making these numbers up. Uh, that's 23,000. Uh, so I'm just kind of seeing what, uh, now let's take the same 300,000 and times it by, let's just say 0 0.04, let's do 0 0.05, what it may have been, you know, just, you know, a few months ago, and that's 15,000. So 23 minus, I'm sorry, minus 15, that's a difference of like $8,000. That's crazy of, of what you would be paying if you were trying to get into a home. Um, mm. Yeah, and so basically it goes to the to the to the end of um that you're it's time that you're gonna have to start having that. And and listen, I'm not in real estate at all. I don't even want to talk about it. But this is the reason why a few years back people were discussing having that twenty percent to put down on a home, uh, so that you didn't have that high ass interest. Because that's that's the thing about interest. Uh, I'm not trying to get in all into it. But interest really doesn't matter, you know, depending on how much you can put on the principle of anything. You know what I'm saying? If I, if, if, if I, if with anything, if I have, give you a dollar, you could have a hundred percent, you could have a thousand percent interest rate. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but if you can pay that dollar back to me, um, you know, you know, 
before the interest kicks in, then you're doing okay. But once, like, you know, once the interest uh, payments kick in, that dollar, let's just say, let's just say I did that, you know, took a dollar and times that by uh, 1,000%. That's $10. So on that $1, after, you know, the interest kicks in, now you owe me $10 and then $20. And and that one dollar actually gets added on. So now now let's take that ten dollars, and let's just go ahead and add on one dollar. So now that's eleven dollars, right? And then not even mention all the fees and everything associated. So then let's take the eleven dollars and still going to charge that same thousand percent interest. That's uh, uh, another. Uh, let's see. No, no, I think I did that wrong. Um, my bad. Give me a second. Eleven dollars times. One thousand percent equals so. Oh gosh, now we're hopping into a hundred and ten, um, uh, hundred and ten, and it's just it's just outrageous. But as long as you can get like that principle down, and really, I'm not now. I'm not saying that interest rates don't matter, but you know, I don't know the uh, exact formula on the top of my head. But it's like principle uh, times rate equals interest. You know what I'm saying? That's what interest is. You know what I'm saying? So um, uh, if you can get that principal lower, then it's principal times rate. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that that that's crazy. And then it's going to go up approximately about another 0.25%. Um, uh, and that shit just adds on, especially if you're in like any adjustable rate. Um like mortgages or um, credit cards or anything like that, then the banks can go ahead and say, well, hey, interest rates are going up and you signed up for an adjustable rate or a variable rate, however they you know, word it, compared to if you got that fixed rate and that's what people feel safer in. It's like you lock in that fixed rate. You don't got to worry about the interest rate so much. Um, but let's just say, for example, a situation I've kind of been in where um, – the mortgage company told me something about uh, some fees that were or uh, insurances or whatnot that were on my mortgage. Uh, and um, it was supposed to fall off after three years or 20 percent of the principal is down. It happened. And now they're you know, we're looking for paperwork saying that, no, we agreed to three years. They're saying, no, we agreed to 30 years. So I could easily say, OK, you all want to play that game. I'm just going to refinance with another bank, go to another bank. Instead of having maybe that lower interest rate that I had, now I got to do the math of getting those fees and everything off, and then, um, um, and then possibly getting a higher interest rate. You know what I'm saying? So it's a whole lot of games. That it's business. It's business. And as long as um, you know you're not aware, you know. Let's say for example. I was paying all these insurances and fees, not even paying attention, just like, oh, this is the this is what my monthly mortgage is. There could be so many fees and insurances that you're paying. Man, I remember one time I had a a case of um, this wasn't this wasn't with the regulator. This was a I don't even know where I was, uh, but uh, had a situation where um, somebody added. Uh, like an insurance or fee 
onto somebody's electricity bill. This was this was real popular in Maryland. I'd probably say around like 2015, 2016, where people were adding these. They'll come to your house and they'll tell you something like, hey, we have a way to lower your uh, electricity bill. And they'll go into their system and they'll say, we're going to add um, something to your electricity that's going to lower your electricity bill. Well, it didn't lower it. As a matter of fact, it increased it. Essentially, I don't know what would happen, but you still had your regular insurance, you know, whoever it was with. And then this company, uh, you were using their whatever uh, addition, whatever they put on so that you could, uh, they could charge you as well. So instead of your bill going down, I, I don't know exactly how it worked, but your bill went up $50, $60. There's people out there that were just like, oh, yeah, cool, my bill will be lowered. Didn't look at the bill at all for like two years. Now they realize that they had this $60 fee on their electricity um, for two years. And then they want to call and say, hey, like, this was a scam. Is there anything y'all can do to, like, you know... Um, backtrack this or anything and it's like man there was nothing that we could do that was that was something you worked out um you know so um there's so many people and that's something that probably should be discussed uh, uh various fees and everything that um organizations try to add on uh now some fees oh the futures do not look good today looks like we're gonna have we're gonna be in the red today so this would this would be a good day to short and um and buy puts long and probably sell call contracts, but we'll we'll get it all figured out. I didn't even really get to run those, um, those uh, ticker symbols again. I'm not trying to say anything, but I'm in really I'm I'm in really a rough patch right now. Um, so uh, when I put the content down, uh, crap, crap. I don't even have all my papers where they at. I'm trying to find them. Um, when I'm not creating the content, I kind of put it down and found something to eat and just kind of stuck to myself. And uh, it's hard to fall asleep. I'm having nightmares, just dumbass nightmares of you know seeing you know seeing my spouse going on dates and whatnot. Uh, but so you know, I really do believe in dreams. Like I'm, I'm really a dream person. Uh, I, I believe it's you know your conscience, subconscious, the omnipotent. All this wrapped up into one, trying to, you know, uh, pull messages and, and bring them to your attention. So it's very hard. So real quick, this is not anything associated with BARF, but let's just do it real quick. Um, why is my voice search not working? Voice search is turned off. What? Uh, okay, I'm going to figure this out. But um, let me see. Uh Let me just put this in real quick. Like, for example, uh, like even a cheating dream is not exactly what it seems, you know. So let me go ahead and put it. What does it mean when you dream about uh, your partner cheating? Yeah, let's just say partner cheating and watch it. Let's see what they say. Search results. Cheating dreams may be symptomatic of underlying unmet needs in your relationship. According to experts, cheating dreams can often be traced back to emotional dissatisfaction, sexual dissatisfaction, or unresolved feelings about a past infidelity. 
So, yeah, it could be unresolved feelings about a past infidelity. Now, this is just some random website that I picked. But also, cheating dreams really could just simply mean, you know, you have needs that are not being met. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean like, hey, I know you're cheating on me. It's like, how do you know? It's like, God gave it to me in a dream. Eh, it's, yeah, it could be true. It depends. You have to look up your dreams and see what they mean. Um, let's just let's just pick another one. Uh, what is a dream when uh, I am falling out of the sky? You know, you're falling out of the sky. You, you know, this is like a dream you'll have sometimes. Uh, let me see what they say. Search results. Dreaming about falling from the sky. Many people interpret dreams about falling from the sky as a reflection of their feeling out of control. Feelings of indecisiveness, fear, or doubt may bubble up during the dream and after you wake. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, so, essentially, falling out of the sky just means you feel out of control. But I recently had some dreams that I looked up recently. I was like, hey, what does this dream mean? I can't even remember what it was, but I just remember... It was a positive message, and my dream was nothing. It was like, um, crap. Let me see. I think I was being chased by a lion. It was a terrible dream. God, awful dream. But then I woke up, and I was like, what was that about? Let me see. And um, then I was like, oh, that's a, that's a great dream to have. Let me see. Uh, dreaming. My computer's acting real stupid right now. I, like... I don't know if I dropped it or something. Dreaming about uh, being chased by a lion. All right, let's see what this one was about. Search results. An interpretation of dreaming about being chased by lions points to the need for increased protection. Feeling vulnerable or threatened in your waking life may be expressed by this scenario in dreams. The lion could represent fear and anxiety surrounding physical safety. Okay. Uh, that may not been it. Um, here, let me see. Okay, there may be another interpretation. See, that's the other thing. It's like I'm picking random websites. Uh, but they're saying, you know. Safety. The lion is a representation of power, courage, and sovereignty. Dreaming of a lion represents strength, power, courage, and a strong will. It symbolizes the desire to be in control of your own life and destiny. The lion is powerful animal that embodies the spirit of confidence and determination to succeed in life. Yeah, and it was it was either the, uh, being chased by a lion or something. It was just like, hey, you know, that's 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 a powerful dream. That's a meaning that um, it's kind of one of the dreams that uh, helped me. Uh, get barf started because um, if anybody knows, you know, anything about Chan, I'm really, you know, um, I'm really kind of a person that likes to lay low. I really don't like a whole lot of attention. Um, not saying I'm proud about it, but it's just something about myself that I really just like to be low key. However, you know, when I was dreaming, it was like, hey, that's a dream about power and 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 getting control of your life and and everything. I was like, you know what? I just got to go for it. And trust me, I got people who, a couple of people who found out about the podcast. 
uh, one way, shape, form, or another. I'm not sh- you know, maybe somebody I did tell told them about the podcast, and um, and um, they may have told somebody else. So of course, people, uh, a couple people I was talking to was like, "Oh, we know that you may have, you know, certain things going on." Hence the podcast. But you know, it may be time that you start, you know, getting, you know, getting a full time job and everything. And I'm like, hey, look, just give me. It's it's been two or three months, and not even just two or three months. I've had I've had the worst experiences, not the worst, but some pretty bad experiences re- recently. It, it may be a good time for me to try to get my mind right. Um, uh, you know, because like, you know, the way the way I went out of my company wasn't it wasn't it wasn't fun. I was constantly being bombarded, uh, not even just with work. So they would say my work wasn't up to par and, um, um, they would constantly be like, here's another training. Here's another training. Here's, we're going to put you on the phone with this mentor. So my day is so, and not even to mention, I still had to make regular meetings. You know what I'm saying? Like my day was so jacked up. The the only thing that I could do was wake up four hours before work, stay four hours after work to try to try to make up all that with all the meetings and train extra training. That that shit was kind of backwards to me. Like we can see that uh, you're struggling. Not saying that I was struggling. Or not, I don't know, but we can see that you're struggling. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you the same amount of work plus 10, 20 more things to do. And I'm like, okay, you're going to have to meet up with these mentors. You're going to have to meet up with these trainers. We're, we're really trying to support you. And at the same time, we're going to keep writing you up on probation, you know what I'm saying, uh, for underperformance. And I'm like, what the fuck? At the same time, I'm dealing with my spouse um, allegedly cheating on me, um, the, dealing with the banks scamming me, um, and then the regular bills just coming in. So I'm dealing with all this at the same time. And I'm not even really truly thinking about it. I am thinking about it, but I'm more so just pumped. Even to this point, even with Barf, as soon as my career was over, uh, I hopped straight into Barf. I just, yeah, all right, just going to keep pump, pump, pump. And at the same time, I'm getting phone calls from people uh, uh, telling me how disgusting of an individual I am and how stupid I am and how much of a dumbass I am. And and I'm, I'm trying to deal with that with with all that. At the same time, I got in-laws and whatnot. Tr- you know, trying to sell my house and uh, trying to get my children and 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 telling my spouse whatever they're telling her. I have no idea. I'm dealing with all this in the last total two or three months. Total two years. This is going on three years. This has been my last. Whew, Four years because it started kind of during COVID when uh, when COVID hit uh, my job, my career hopped straight into it. My, like I didn't have that two or three weeks where, you know, companies getting figured out. Some people had six months. Some people had a year. My company, two or three days. Boom. I mean, we're fraud investigators. If we're down, then you already know it's going to go crazy. Um, so. Of course, when you're working from home, you want to prove to your company that you're not just sitting around jerking off, you know, playing around, you know, whatever you're doing, fucking your spouse, you know, getting paid to take a shit, 
you know, just chilling, you know what I'm saying? So I went kind of the opposite. I kind of went extra hard. I was like, I'm not going to let them think that I'm fucking up. So go extra hard. So when I'm doing this, this is probably around the time when my spouse has probably started uh, entertaining other other gentlemen and uh, uh, not gentlemen because they're not gentlemen at all. Because, I mean, you know, that, you know, but what to, you know, what goes around comes around. So, you know. It, you know, people, they may be able to satisfy their fantasies of being with a married woman, but uh, one day they're going to be hopefully, you know, married with children and hopefully, uh, you know, they'll experience what, what I'm experiencing. So, um, yeah, so uh, I, I guess I kind of was neglecting my duties as a father and as a husband. And then I, I'm getting to the point. So two, fast forward two years later. I'm in this whole two years. I'm on probations and all type of shit. So fast forward two years later, um, it's coming to the point. My company's like, yo, we've put you on so many probations, so many trainings and everything. We're at the point where we're just going to terminate you. Right. This is like, you know, and I'm just like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? And, um, so I'll get to the point where I'm about to get terminated. So I start not giving a fuck. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, I'm chilling. I'm relaxing. This job is not going to, this job is not going to kill me. Well, guess what? Now it's two years later that my family is like, I don't think you, you think you can just come around and just be, I mean, it's not that I wasn't handling all the extracurricular activities and I was handling all that. I was watching my, uh, I was watching my children. Uh, you know, I was handling all the duties. I'm dead ass. I was watching the kids doing work, handling all the extracurriculars, but they were like, you weren't there. You weren't present. You were always thinking about your cases. You were always thinking about your job. You were always trying to protect us. You know, you were always trying to pay bills. At no point were you ever the, the Chan, the dad that we knew or the husband that we knew, the one that we loved, you know, um, so that shit just went crazy. So then now I'm losing my job and I'm, you know, I guess I'm trying to integrate back into the family. But one person in particular is not having it at all. And if you if if your mom or wife or whatever is not having it, in my personal opinion, she influences the children to not have it. So now the children are like, yeah, you're not our dad. And she's like, yeah, you're not my husband and all this shit. And. I want a divorce and everything. I just lost my job. I just lost my job. Now, and then, but I will admit, getting close to losing my job, she was dropping, she was dropping hints. You lose your job, we're out of here too. You know, you lose your job, we're out of here too. So there was absolutely no support, uh, at all, um, um, from, from my immediate family, from my spouse, from my children. I mean, actually, my children were very supportive. They were, they, you know, they were very supportive. They were cracking jokes about it and all. But to say all this shit has just been crazy. Uh, so um, I actually was talking to another buddy of mine, uh, just an associate. And um, so essentially, you know, I ain't really tell nobody this because I may have some things going on. Essentially, the thing that led to my termination was I, I didn't log into my computer. I got to a point where I was just too stressed out. I was stressed out. I was sweating during sleep. I was, I was crying. Um, I was, I was just, I was just so out of it. Um, that, that couple of days I didn't log into my computer. 
right? So I'm talking to my buddy, and I'm like, they're going to try to flip the script on me and say that I abandoned my job, which they did. And same same game that my uh, spouse is playing against me. Um, shit, you know what I'm saying? I don't even say. So my spouse will threaten me with police phone calls and whatnot, completely fake shit, or uh, will poke me and then uh, will keep poking me. And if I raise my voice or anything, then, um, or, or if I even like, let's say she, she'll have the police on the phone and uh, we'll be waving it on in my face. Not She won't call, but she'll say, I got him right here. I got him on speed dial. You know what I'm saying? And um, and then if I raise my voice or anything, she'll call the police. And then uh, I'll leave. And then she'll call, like, uh, I believe, like, her lawyer or something. And then say, um, um, he, abandoned, he abandoned the family. So that's essentially kind of the same thing I was dealing with the job. The job was putting me in this, these stress positions and then going to try to sit around and say he abandoned. I was talking to my, my associate and they were like, Chan, look, you, you, so I felt terrible. And they're like, they kind of encouraged me. They were like, you did what you felt you had to do, man. You know, like from the way you're describing this shit, you know, there's always three sides to a story, right? You know, uh, their side, my side, the middle, whatnot. And uh, they said, you know, just talking to myself, say, you did what you felt like you had to do, man. Your your mental uh, is is being so tested right now that it, it's 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 amazing that you're that that you're sitting here surviving, like with all this going on. So it might have been the best thing for you to do, maybe not for the job, you know, you may not be able to get back with that company ever again. It's going to look bad to other companies, but what's most important is it that unfortunately you may be out of the securities industry, you know, that no company is going to want to hire you, um, whatever, or is it your mental health, you know? And, uh, I was like, of course, like my mental health is most important. And they say, yes, it's very important. This is what I'm talking to my associate. And they're like, it's very important because in people in your situation, and it does concern me, that they'll try to make a permanent solution for a temporary problem. Because it does not feel like I'm in a temporary problem. It does not. This this feels like this is like going to last forever. <laughs> like this feels like this feels like torture and that I can't see the end of and it's talking to my associate. And they're like, no, trust me, there's there's an end to the light. You're going to get through this. Trust me. Also talking to um, another one of my buddies, uh, actually associate, not my buddies, but another associate told me like, look, man, I've been in your shoes. Okay. I've had my wife yell at me in my ear every day. As soon as she would get home, she would just start yelling at me. And luckily, my buddy was like, I just played it cool. I would just sit there, eat my dinner. You know, and she's just in my ear yelling like because what she's trying to do is get you to raise your voice or slap her or something. And then she's going to get you locked up and then and then she can make all the decisions for the family without your interference. You know what I'm saying? And then how does it look? You locked up and you're trying to come out and try to plead your case and everything. We all we already know this judicial system is completely, completely fucked when it comes to, uh, you know, sexism, you know. Um, 
that nobody's ever going to believe that the judicial system has their ways of handling things. That's the way they think. That's the way they are. Sometimes you would just want to say to somebody in law, can you use your common sense and see what's going on here? Can you see that she's the one cheating on me and then she's going to try to take my house and my kids and have me pay her to cheat on me? With the guy, you, you want me, I, you might as well just call up the guy and just let me write him a check right now. Just say, here, uh, this is this is what I owe you for fucking my wife behind my back. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like so you want me to give her, okay, you know, and, and but they're not going off of that. They're going off of benchmark cases. Okay, we have Susie versus Franklin. Uh, we have Taylor versus uh, uh, St. Michael. And this is how the case was. And this is how the case happened. And they spend their careers, 20 years, 30 years to to implement these cases, you know. So they're not so much going off of, you know, what you're saying and common sense. Uh, You know, that's why you got to get a lawyer to kind of like it's it's almost like a, a translator. It's like you talk to your lawyer. Yo, the bitch was fucking cheating. And then the lawyer says, "Okay, judge, the the uh, the other party was committing um was uh was lacking affection in the house committing acts of adultery you know what I mean? and it's like okay yeah yeah you know okay yeah yeah good way good 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 like family food good job good job good job you know so um yeah no they no they were just like uh they, they were just telling me how their wife was doing that because she wanted to get divorced so she was m- making it torture for him and um, he said, you know what, uh, I was probably around your same age. So that this associate, both of the associates I talked to were older people. Uh, the, um, the first associate uh, was a lady. She was probably in her early 50s, late 40s. This guy, uh, he's, um, he was probably in his like late 50s, early 60s. Um, I tell you, I don't discriminate. I hang out with anybody and everybody who's cool. Even if you're not cool, sometimes I'll hang out with you. I just may have to shorten the duration of time. Um, but, um, and he was like, look, years later. And, and he also did tell me one more thing. He was also telling me that his buddy was going through the same thing. Um, uh, so they were going through it at the same time. And he said, years later, I got, I, I passed the bar. I, I bought a house. I got a new wife. My buddy did the same thing. They both became lawyers together. They passed the bar. Uh, he was like, I got a new wife. Um, I didn't have any more children. He didn't. But he said, my buddy, he had like one more child. Um, and that's what's really important to me. That's why I kind of wanted to get the situation over with. Because, uh, you know, I'm like, man, I'm ready to buy another house. I'm ready to get, you know, my situation together, but possibly start dating again. And uh, who knows? Maybe have another, you know, one or two children. You know, like I'm, I'm ready to get my life started. Because uh, right now I'm not living. I'm just putting out dumpster fire after dumpster fire after dumpster. When I wake up, it's what do what fire do I have to put out? You know, who's calling me now? Who is upset at me because of something? Oh, fuck you, you bitch ass nigga. You ain't shit. OK, why do I got to be all that? What did I do to you? Um, um, it's constant over and over. So I can't wait to get to a point. And and hence, this is another reason why um, I'm doing some some social suicide, where essentially I've told all my in-laws, fuck off, told all my best friends, fuck off, um, 
I, I and that's one reason why because I'm kind of like yo I need a new refresher there's only one person who I'm saying hey if you're willing to work with me I'll be willing to work with you but if you're not willing to work with me then I have to move forward um and, and that's my spouse like I'm trying to talk but it doesn't feel like anything's being receptive um any you know it's just it's just terrible so um um yes Back to interest rates, okay? We're talking about interest rates, right? <laughs> right, in business. But essentially, business is business. It is what it is. You gotta know your rules. You gotta know what you can do. Um, you can't play games with these motherfuckers. These motherfuckers are so grimy and so disgusting um, that they're more willing to t- protect a company and an organization who literally does not give a fuck about them and puts literally a number behind their name. Now, your name may be Taylor, but to that organization, you're T1234. That's how they look you up in the system. Let me put in, what's your, what's your employee number? Almost just like a correctional facility. You know what I'm saying? Almost just like the United States of America. They give you that number. This is, okay, so this is your nine digit number. And it's like, okay, memorize it because this is, this is how you're going to survive in this world. Not, by your name, give a fuck about your name, you know, little, little Timmy. What's your name? Excuse me. Could you say your name one more time? You Timmy? Okay, Timmy. Well, let me tell you something. I don't give a fuck what your name is. Okay. All right. I will change your name in a heartbeat. All right. Your name is zero one, two, three, four, five. All right. You got that, Timmy? All right. Thank you. Now go get in the other line so that you can receive your taxes or your ebt or whatever it is thank you next (laughs) you know i'm saying so that's really all it is and people are willing to just degrade people my man i talked to my parents about being degraded at work they said the world hasn't changed in 26 years they say damn why do we work so hard we worked so hard to get y'all through college to get y'all transportation cars so that y'all can get to college and get jobs and we, we, we do so much. And to hear that you're still going through it, it's like, what just happened? And I'm like, you know, mom and dad, don't worry. Don't worry. Okay? Don't worry. Because I almost tried to buy a house in the middle of nowhere, whether it was West Virginia or British Columbia uh, in Canada. I, I was literally, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to move to the middle of nowhere. And I'm just going to get away from all these problems. These are just problems that I don't got to deal with. And they would say, um, it was actually my spouse at the time um, when we weren't fighting. Um, He said, okay, you go, you live your life. You're in rural West Virginia or rural Canada or whatever. And you're chilling. You're going to your local grocery store and you're going home and you're smoking your, you know, whatever you're smoking and drinking, whatever you're drinking, fucking whoever you want to fuck. Whatever she didn't say that part, but uh, you know, uh, maybe me and her would be. And um, she says the the west the rest of the world is still revolving. The rest of the world is still going. So you finally found your utopia, but the world is still fucked up for your future generations, for the current generations, and you just did a disservice even to your ancestors, to your past generations, all those people that worked so hard for that. And I say, you know what? You're right. That wouldn't be right. And that's not who I am. No offense. I'm too smart. I'm too handsome. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm too smart 
and too gifted to just, uh, there's a story about men who, uh, it's a biblical story, about men who had talents and they loved their talents so much that they wanted to protect their talents. And what they would do, you know, I think one guy buried it and one guy put his talents in a cage or something. And uh, one guy put his talents to use. And, and God came back and said, hey, what happened to those talents that I gave y'all? And they said, oh, God, look, I buried mine. I still have it here. And the other guy was like, hey, uh, I still have it here in this in this safe or whatever. And another guy said, uh, I used mine. And God was like, why did y'all do that to your talents? I gave you those to to do something with. So these are another reasons why House of Barf is kind of kind of happening now in my mid 30s. It's not where I want to be creating content in mid 30s. Come on, it's a desperate move. You know, but I'm uh, desperate times call for desperate measures. I'm desperate right now. You know, so these are the kind of things it's like Chan, even at your dumbest, at your dumbest. There's another associate I was just talking to about this. At your dumbest, you probably have way more knowledge about business accounting, regulation, and finance. Accounting is getting ignored. I gotta get I'm gonna try to get a couple of accounting books soon. I got to run to the store anyways to try to get this house fixed up to sell. Um, But even at your dumbest, you probably have above average knowledge of possibly, and this my associate went to an astronomical number. They said probably 90% of America at your basic, just even if I was to say, what is a stock? You would probably have 80, 90, 90% of America who would have no idea. And this is what the scary part is. I worked at a wealth management firm. Man, I would say a bunch of the people at the wealth management firm didn't know what a stock was. I'm not kidding. That shit was crazy. And they're, they're moving up the ladder, the corporate ladder, while my ass ain't going nowhere. Just And I try never to pull the race car because I'm always like, well, if I work hard, you know, the opportunities will present themselves. But sometimes people are like, Chan, you're stupid. It's fucking racism. It's systematic racism. Can't you tell? And I'm like, come on, let's not always go there. Okay? Maybe I'm not, I don't have the soft skills that people like. Being able to make friends. Being being able to join, I mean, join the employee, um, you know, the employee groups. Like the, the women's, the Asian Women's uh, Empowerment Society. Or the uh, Women leadership, women uh, in Leadership Society or the African-American society, or the trauma and um, something military society. Um, enjoy these different groups. So maybe I just got to work on the soft skills and and um, do all these things. And it's like, when you come to a certain point, you're like, man, fuck that shit. All right? You work hard. You're authentic at work. And they can't stand that shit. That's on them. And that's another reason for BARF. I was like, you know what? If, I got, if I'm going to do anything... I'm going to just go ahead and do something where I can be my authentic self. As you see, I'm not projecting my voice or doing anything crazy with my voice. I'm not sitting here just making comments that are just completely outrageous. I don't even have. They, they say truth is stranger than fiction. I don't have to make up. Like, you know what? I didn't even really want to touch on it, but I saw what happened to Bronny James. You know what I'm saying? I saw it. And it was heartbreaking. I'm like, man, Fuck. This guy got a, a a heart attack or something at 20-something years old. I can only imagine. If I go through what I go through with the phone calls and in public and 
people calling me names and trying to uh, defame and, and smut my name. Can you imagine? And I'm not saying people are doing that to him, but also vice versa. Uh, you know, I get a little nervous about success as well. You know, like I'm not, now people are saying it may not have been like a heart attack. You know what I'm saying? They said it could have been some electricity or something. I'm not sure. But um, it, it goes both ways. Oh, you're the man. You're the man. Oh, you're the shit. You're the shit. Oh, boom. People just lift you up, lift you up, lift you up. And the shit can get to you. You know what I'm saying? The success can get to you. You're like, oh, my gosh, all these people are praising me. I I, I could be wrong, but I feel like he's more in that situation than him going outside. You bitch ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? You ho ass. You know what I'm saying? I don't really think Bronny James really deals with that. I think he's more so uh, his pop is obviously who he is. But there, there's things like that I don't even really want to touch on. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know what? I'm sticking to barf. If I'm going to talk about anybody, I'll talk about myself. And I don't really got to try to create content. Because seriously, just being chain man alone is fucking crazy. And a lot of shit, I can't even remember. People remind me. They be like, remember that time we did this? And I be like, who? Like, you. It was you and me. I'm like, dog, I don't remember. We, we, we did what? You said baseball bats? Who? Oh my gosh. No way. No fucking way. That wasn't me. I, uh, my bad. My bad. Like, yo, you a crazy motherfucker. I like, yo, my bad, man. I don't remember. You know, like that the, the life is just crazy enough. I don't even gotta create content. I don't gotta I don't gotta too, do too much. Also on the other end, I'm just excited to be able to do something that I enjoy. I'm enjoying this shit. Let's get to the market, all right? I'm about to wrap this episode up. Probably another episode of Chan Man's Journal. Uh, probably said some shit I shouldn't have said. Uh, but let's go ahead and get it. Let's just check real quick before I cut this episode. I'm going to cut this episode. Just call it a Chan Man's Journal time. Uh, let's see what's going on. We got about three minutes before the market's open. It's approximately 926 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's get started. All right, this is Chan Man. I want to thank anybody and everybody who decided to take time out of their wonderful day to kick it with your bands at the house. I appreciate it. This is Chan Man, House of Barf.